Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Brio in the Box podcast. We are here today to learn all about Coach Carly. Hello everyone. <laughs> Carly's been with Brio since 2015 and coaching since 2017, so lots of years now. Uh, let's go way back to the beginning. Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? I uh, grew up in Unity, Saskatchewan. It's a small town that's two hours west from Saskatoon. Moved up here in 2008 to go to university and it just never left. What was the small town life like growing up? It's different. <laughs> Things we did for fun was, say, on Friday nights, drive to North Battleford to go to McDonald's and come home. You know, campground parties. We had a movie theater. That's about it. It's not like you can get up and go run by the river or anything like that. Yeah. Um, actually, in, I want to say, 2014, Unity opened a CrossFit gym. And I think it's probably the best thing that ever happened to that town. Yeah. My dad goes, all of his friends go, my friends go, the teenagers go. So shout out to Lindsay, CrossFit Layer, doing great things for Unity and a couple, they have a couple locations in other towns now, correct? Yeah. One yeah. in Meadow Lake. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that's great. We had a whole bunch of the high school students that had then moved to Saskatoon to go to university, join us at Brio this year. It was awesome to see these it ended up being mostly girls that um, had been doing CrossFit for years and getting up early to go train like before school. Yeah. And I always was like, shit, I'll tell you what I was not doing in high school. I was getting up at 5 a.m. to go work out. To like, work out. Like, that's, it's yeah, crazy. That's, um, yeah, I just think that's amazing. And funny story is some of those girls, I always tell people this, like I used to babysit them, change their diapers. And now they come to <laughs> Rio and they kick my ass all the time. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, so. that's so great. What about what do you have for like sports and stuff? Growing up in Unity, what could you do or play? Like our schools had sports. I didn't play sports. I was a dancer. We were basically told that if we wanted to be competitive and dance, we didn't. We couldn't play sports because we were dancing five, six days a week. Oh, wow. Um, and during competition season, I think the only days we had off were Wednesdays. Like we would dance all, every weekend and everything like that, some Friday nights. So um, I tried to play basketball, I think, in grade nine, and I had it, it was too much for me. Yeah, so no time. So all dance all the time. Yep. Um, how long did you keep dancing for? Like I moved up here, and then I actually think I danced my first year of university, and then I took a couple years off. I've been back and forth. Like I joined a competitive team. I want to say four years ago. I started dancing this past September or last September, and then COVID kind of ruined everything. So. I think altogether it was like 21 or 22 years I danced for. Oh, that's for. awesome. Still like to keep it up a little bit here and there? Yeah, it's fun. It's it's really hard. It's a very big challenge being an adult and trying to like learn a tap dance when you haven't done anything <laughs> like that for so long. But it's a good brain exercise and just mixes it up. So I have this fantasy someday of doing like a Brio talent show. <laughs> like, I'm in. <laughs> people do all these like cool things that like, did you guys know Carly can tap dance? I didn't know. I've never seen it. Like, I think it'd be so fun. And then maybe have like a, like a Brio no talent show for the rest of us that like don't yeah. have talents. <laughs> Just get up there and do something terrible that I'm like not good at. Yeah. Someday, someday we'll do that. I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah. So sure. you moved to Saskatoon in 2008. Yes. And then what'd you go to school for? I went to arts and science for a year and then I decided to go into commerce and then I got a bachelor of commerce degree in December, 2012, worked for a little bit. And then I went back to university and got my master's of business from 2014 to 2016. Mm -hmm. so. And that's like right when I met you, I remember you were in school yes. doing your MBA at that time. Yep. Yep. So. And then you had like kind of a few different jobs and tested out a few different careers, right? Yes. I've been all over the place. Um, 
my main goal when I got my master's was to teach university or Saskatoon Business College, which is like the two options I had. And I actually landed both dream jobs. I taught at the university when I was completing my MBA. And once I finished, I got a full-time position at Saskatoon Business College. It was great. Like I said, that's all I wanted to do. But once I realized how much stress and work it was, I, I just didn't see myself doing it for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And then um, I pursued the field of law enforcement and I got like a, a job in between when I was deciding what to do. And now I'm a corrections officer at the provincial jail here in Saskatoon. Yeah. So, so that was like a, like a pretty big career change from like, kind of yeah, office desk job to now you're in corrections. Yeah. When did you start that process? Like I started like trying to get into the law enforcement field in 2018 and then it just took a while because, you know, you have some fails here and whatnot. And, um, it's hard not to like get yourself down if you don't get into something that you wanted, but then I met the right people who got me into corrections and getting an interest in it. And then now here I am. I've only been there for a year now, but I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. What's it like to work in the jail? What's it like? It's, it's just like, it's fun. It's exciting. It's just so different. Like I'm not sitting there staring at a computer screen, looking at numbers, which of course I do love, but I just, I like the excitement and the differences. Yeah, it's, it's just so hard to explain. I can't really talk about work. Yeah, <laughs> but, can't go full details, but... Yeah, and like, you know, one of the best things is like, we wear uniforms. I don't have to spend money on clothes. Um, so that's a really good perk. I don't have to pay for parking. Like working downtown, I was paying two seventy five a month oh, God. for parking. Yeah, that's so, terrible. Yeah, so there's like lots of good things. I've met so many great people there, like lots of friends. There's six of us going to Mexico next week oh, that's um, great. That from the jail. So yeah. That's super cool. And so you're doing shift work Yep. now, yeah. days and nights and all over the place. I love it. Shift How do you find awesome. like fitting in the fitness now with shift work and stuff? Well, not going to lie. Like be- before I would go like at least five, six days a week and sometimes twice a day. Now with the shift work, I just kind of go when I can. And mm-hmm. I've started to um, like if I'm on a night rotation, it's really hard to, to get up and go to the gym when you know you have to be at work for 7 p.m. Because you sleep till like 2, 3, sometimes I sleep till 5. So what I started doing is I'll go to the gym right after my night shift. So I got off work at 6.45, 7-ish. I rip to the gym. I'm usually late, but I'll let the coaches know, and then I'll work out at 7 a.m. class, and then I'll go home, sleep, and then do it again. Yeah. So that's a good way to manage time with that. I've also um, invested in a few things for a little home gym. I bought an assault bike. I used to hate it. Now I love it. It's like my best friend. <laughs> yeah. And so like if I can't make it to the gym in, in some of my shifts, I'll work out at home. But yeah, that's not ideal. That's I mean, <laughs> David and I just did a podcast about that called the BTN workout, like better than nothing. Right. Yes. It's like, hey, maybe it wasn't the most effort or the best conditions or you weren't with your buddies or whatever. But like, eh, it's better than nothing. Right? I, absolutely. We have a pretty well stocked garage gym. And actually, the thing that gets the most use is our assault bike, because if I have like five minutes before I have to get in the shower, I'm like, all right, Tabata assault bike, here we go. And it's like, you don't really need to warm up. You can just kind of like hit it hard, like ruin your life for four minutes and then just like get on with your day. So sometimes saves you, gets a little bit more work in there. hundred percent. I do the Tabata thing all the time. Yeah. But I think, (laughs) I think it's good for people to hear about like, you know, with a crazy schedule or the challenges of getting enough sleep, like how do you fit it in? And it's like, maybe you change your expectations from like, not every workout's going to be the best workout you've ever had, but mm-hmm. just get it done. And I just like, I've accepted the fact that like my CrossFit career peaked 
And I'm okay with that. Like I'm, I just want to be fit, be healthy and feel good, sleep good. And those are my goals now. And Mm -hmm. it's hard to balance everything when you're, when you're trying to do it all. Yeah, for sure. I, I would guess being in your line of work that staying physically fit and strong would on occasion be necessary. (laughs) Very beneficial. Yes. (laughs) That should a physical challenge present itself, you, uh, yeah, you gotta be fit and strong for those kinds of things. You never know. And you have to be able to run. Right. So sometimes you're running far. Yeah. So, yeah. Got to get the miles on there. Um, how did you find CrossFit? Where, when? Um, it's actually funny. So back in 2012, when Hudson's in Saskatoon first opened, I was part of the opening crew. It's embarrassing, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's 10 years ago. It's fine. <laughs> but I, I was working with this, my, who's one of my really good friends still. Her name is Kristen. And we were at Hudson's and I was always like, why do your arms look so good? She was always so fit. And I had never even been to a gym before at this point. And she was like, oh, I do CrossFit. And she kind of like talked about it over the months. And then I was like, I saw a student deal because I was a student and I was like, okay, I'm just going to try it. I went to a class and it was so funny. It wasn't at Brio, but it's still CrossFit. I couldn't even do a push-up. I, I, I could not do anything. I could barely do an air squat. I didn't have the the flexibility, like, yeah, I was a dancer, but it had been by this time five years since I was like in jazz or ballet. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I was like, that was gruesome. And then it just, my mind was like, you need to do this more and get better. Yeah. So, and that's basically how I got into it was get the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got really good at CrossFit, right? You did re- well with it, pursued it, went to, you know, regionals and did yeah. the competitive side of CrossFit and weightlifting. Too, yeah. Right. Yeah, so I guess over the years, I, I'm a kind of person, like, if I'm bad at something, I want to get better. Um, like, running, swimming, biking, things like that. And so I like the challenge of trying to get better. And, like, I always see people as my goal. So I use Kristen as my goals for years. And then one year she was like, do you want to do this competition with me? It was called the Cast Iron Classic here in Saskatoon. And I think it was, like, in 2013 or something like that. I was so nervous but anyways, we went in this scaled competition and we won. And it was like, oh, maybe we're not so bad at this. And uh, sidetrack, I actually remember being at that competition and you were doing it. <laughs> and I remember seeing Jocelyn and being like, who is this lady? Oh, my God, I need to be like her. And then, yeah, like, so then you were my goals. And it's so funny <laughs> that like, take that as where I ended up, you know, and it's like now we're really good friends. And um, now I work out with you. And yeah. it's, it's just crazy crazy to see where I've come from where I started and that's one of the things uh what I'm coaching is I like I have you know new members saying like oh I want to go in the back corner so nobody's looking at me I feel embarrassed and it's like everybody started somewhere yeah I couldn't do a push-up I couldn't do a pull-up a yeah. double under you know and uh it's taken me 10 years to get here it doesn't just happen overnight yeah so I think that's super important and yeah. like interesting to note that you weren't like never been in a gym, you know, you were a dancer, but not otherwise into like any other sports or athletics or strength and conditioning or whatever. Like you can yeah. find those things later in adulthood and still pursue them and figure out what's the peak of your fitness that you can achieve and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I said in one of the earlier podcasts too, one of the things I value about CrossFit the most is like all the great people it's brought into my life and like great men, but great women, like mm-hmm. just like such a great community of girls that like want to work hard and they want to be around other people working hard and they want to be around other people like doing their best and you want to like celebrate that success with them and then you gain the energy from being around that and it's like such a positive experience and not something that I ever had before in my life because 
for whatever reason. I mean, maybe because I didn't play team sports and I didn't have that like community of strong community of females in my life. Absolutely. So yeah, I think it's great. Well, I mean, like traditionally in sports, it's like all men's sports or even at the gym, it's like the gym bros and whatever, whereas with CrossFit, everyone is equal and, uh, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Like nothing matters. If you're with girls or guys, you're always just competitive in the same way or whatever. And you Mm -hmm. have all your friends and, yeah. I remember like going to a Brio ladies night the first couple months I was there. It was like a Friday night and I was so scared to clean. I think it was like 185 pounds or something, which now is like, it's, it's easy. But back in the day I was like, I can't do that. And I remember you saying like, you can front squat it. You can clean it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, you're right. And then I did it. It's yeah. like, it's just so like the empowerment from working out with other women. And then you're yeah. not scared of like challenging yourself. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it just takes someone else. I remember like, so I had the sort of privilege of starting CrossFit before there was a lot of people doing CrossFit. So I had like no one to compare to. So I, <laughs> I was just thought I was awesome. <laughs> my first deadlift was like, my first deadlift max was 185 pounds. And I was like, oh, like clearly I'm the strongest girl that yeah. ever lived. I just had like no clue. Um, but back then that was a high number, right? Yeah. Well, I, so. I just didn't, I had no idea. Right. I came yeah. from like the bodybuilding world where it was like, you just did 10 pounds for a hundred reps kind of yeah. thing. And then I remember the first time I saw a girl deadlift over 300 pounds and I was like, oh, okay. And then I like opened my eyes to that and I was like, well, if she can do that, I, I can probably do that too. And then it like, you know, you have to like be aware of what is even possible before you can like set that as a goal and try to do it. Right. Where Totally. It's nice to have goals. Like, yeah. And especially just, for numbers and things like for lifting. That right? kind of positive competition of like, yeah, like mm-hmm. you said, you kind of pick someone and you're like, all right, I'm going to try to get as good as this person. Then I'm going to try to get as good as this person and take that motivation. Yep. What do you remember about your very first CrossFit workout? You couldn't do a push up. Yes. <laughs> and I, rem- I remember like it was within probably like my first week. It was like a running workout. I had never run in my entire life and it was like 200 meters. I remember coming in and I said to the coach, I was like, I'm going to throw up. I can't do this. <laughs> and it was like, I was doing jumping pull-ups instead of regular pull-ups and I could, I couldn't get my chin over the bar and it was disastrous. And I was like so embarrassed and I just like felt defeated. And then afterwards, everyone's giving high fives, cheering each other on. It's like, I forgot how bad I was because it was just so, it was awesome, right? And, Positive um, in the end. Yeah. And then that, that's when you're like, okay, I need to work on running. So what did I do? I joined a running club. Like it was, it's, yeah. uh, it's like, I like finding those weaknesses, like I said, and then just working on them. So. Yeah. We did a competition together, you and me and Bonnie, a few summers ago, mm-hmm. probably quite a few summers ago right now. And that part of it was a, a triathlon thing. Mm-hmm. And I did the bike leg and you did the running leg and you won the 5K part of it. I so did. I think that's cool that if you went from like never being a runner, nearly died in one of your first workouts running to like you crushed everybody yeah. at that run. I remember that. Yeah. And that was fun. I remember training for that too. So I did, I did try for the 5k, but, uh, yeah, again, it's cool Put the to see how far you come and yeah, yeah. it works. Yeah. What's your like favorite movement in CrossFit now? I love squat snatches. Yeah. I have always loved them. It's like, because for lots of people, there's that one number and it's like, you just can't get it. You can be one pound lower. Right. And then it's like, once you hit it, it's just, it's such a good feeling. Yeah. I think I PR'd by five pounds in the last three years. But it's just like being able to stay consistent and get those high numbers. That's yeah. yeah. So you've got that good dancer flexibility for those snatches. <laughs> I right? guess so. Yeah. yeah. What is your least favorite? If you could ban something from CrossFit, what would it be? Wall balls. Wall balls. I hate wall balls. <laughs> it's like I don't know what it is, but anything over like twenty is 
death. Yeah, so, that's funny. Yeah, thrusters are awesome, but wall balls, it's just, it's different. I feel the same. I also hate wall balls. I picked ring dips. I said I would ban ring dips, but David yeah. thought I was going to say wall balls because I also feel similarly <laughs> about wall balls. I You're also them. short though, right? And like, I'm always like, I'm too yeah. short, but then I think I'm like, Jocelyn throws to that same target. Uh, right? I know. I just, yeah, it's just it's too high up there. Yeah. I remember when I moved to Brio and the girls and the guys have to do the same height target. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, my life is ruined. Right. But anyways, it, it got better. And yeah. now it's like, I couldn't, I can't even throw to a nine foot anymore. It feels so short. It feels weird. Yeah. I know. Like maybe that's like an old school thing. We always did 10 foot target for everybody. Mm -hmm. That's how it always was in, in the early days of CrossFit. Same thing with box jumps. It was always 24 inch box jumps, regardless of male or female. And then often at competitions and at regionals and stuff, it was always just 10 foot wall balls for everyone. So we went, oh, we just trained 10 foot wall balls every once in a while. There'd be some event or something where the girls got to do nine feet and it was mm -hmm. like a treat. Yeah. And we were like, oh, well, better to train to the higher standard and, and get to do something easier once in a while. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere over the years, it seems to have evolved that like on beyond the whiteboard, the like normal scaling the standard they seem to do is like 10 slash nine feet. Mm -hmm. When did that become a thing? Because yeah, <laughs> I've been struggling over here with these 10 foot wall balls. Yeah, exactly. Right. And box jumps too. They seem to do 24 and 20 now is like the yeah. standard the girls get to do lower. Yeah. Whereas like things like, like the filthy 50. Actually, we went back looking for this a little while ago. The original filthy 50 had no girl scaling whatsoever. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause we went, what did, what did the original workout say? Cause I, can't remember if it was the box jumps or we had some mm -hmm. question about it and uh there was no girls weights at all and I went oh okay so maybe back then it was just yeah. this is the workout male or female that's the kettlebell that's the wall ball that's the box jump height and I like I like those kind of workouts too especially if you're working out with like your guy friends and you beat them on a movement it's like yes yeah <laughs> David's been kicking my butt at some workouts lately. He's getting pretty good shape. Yeah. But uh, we did a workout yesterday with the same weight and the same movements, and I managed to edge him out by like a minute. So I was like, whew. Good feeling, hey? <laughs> He's been working consistently for a good amount yeah. of time now. He's getting yeah. fit again. I was like, oh, shit, I can't, uh, can't be slacking here. He's catching, catching yeah. up. <laughs> good goals, right? Yeah. So you'd been in Brio for a couple years, 2015, and then 2017 you started coaching. What made yes. you want to coach? I, I was basically living at Brio. Like I was going twice a day sometimes. And honestly, it's just like, it's the people in the community. It's like, you make so many friends over the years. And, um, I just like, I found like, sounds, I don't want to sound like stuck up or anything or whatever the word is, but like people would like ask me questions because I think they could see how hard I was working, like going twice a day and stuff like that. And then I found that I, I really liked helping people. And also, like, I was teaching at Saskatoon Business at College at the time. And I like to be in front of people. And I, I have a loud voice. I'm, I'm an annoying person. Like, that's not a <laughs> hidden thing. A natural so I, teacher. That's good. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't bother me to be in front of people. And it doesn't bother me to correct people. Like, because I, I can always put things in a positive way. And mm -hmm. I, I think I got that through teaching and then with coaching. So, yeah, that's awesome. What do you remember from your level one when you go and get your CrossFit level one? I remember the book was really long and the test was really hard because it's like, I'm like, oh, I've been doing this forever. I know my shit, right? Yeah. And the test was so hard. Do you remember? I was like, I failed that thing. <laughs> we get like, so whenever I go and teach the level ones and people, you know, I administer the test and people come hand them in. I had one girl that was, she's like, I'm an RN. She's like, and that was the hardest test I've ever written. And I was like, well, there's no way that's true. It's like 50 multiple choice questions. Yeah. It's all about CrossFit, but they don't make it easy. There's definitely like, you got to know your shit. For sure. You got to study. 
Yeah. It's not a, it's not a freebie. Yeah. I actually, the one, no, the top thing I took from the level one was uh, the deadlift part. Like as soon as we, they were going through all the mechanics and like lifting our hips and doing this and that, I was like, I've been doing deadlifts wrong my whole life. And like, I just, I feel like, well, inside I felt like I was, um, but I've changed that since. And I feel so much better after I do deadlifts. And so when I'm coaching, I try to give those same cues that I had. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Like my, my back doesn't get sore anymore. And that I was always having like a sore back. So. Oh, that's awesome. I, we always tell people the quote, I think it's a Greg Glassman quote. Just when you think you've mastered the basics, it's time to go back to the beginning and start over, this time paying closer attention. Yeah. So whenever people come and do a level one, they're always experienced. They've been doing CrossFit for a long time. And you go, okay, but we're going to like take a PVC and talk about deadlifts for an hour. Mm -hmm. You're like, when do you ever do that? Right? It's like you're digging in, going back to the basics and paying closer attention and maybe some of those little tips and tweaks and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. We always try to make it so that even if you've been doing CrossFit for a long time, hopefully you still gain something out of it or little things or add to your little coaching tool belt. And even every time I go to teach one and I get to work with different athletes or I get to work with other seminar staff members, I'm just stealing good ideas from (laughs) from other people all the time. Absolutely. Right. It never ends. The learning never ends. Okay. So like free time and stuff, what, what's a good like show on Netflix or anything? What have you been streaming lately? Um, what's been consuming your free time? About three weeks ago, I got COVID, mm-hmm. so I started watch. I was like, I need a show that I can binge watch while I'm at home, <laughs> and uh, I just started like looking up good binge watching shows. And I was watching Power. It's on Prime, Amazon Prime. I had to so it's so dumb. It was on season one's on Crave. You get that for free, and then they suck you in. Mm. It's like you want season two, you have to pay for Stars, which is on Amazon Prime. Oh. So now I signed up for Stars <laughs> so I can finish watching this show. Anyways, so that's the one I'm on right now. Okay. Um, I have quite a few on the go, though. There's a new Sex in the City um, series on Crave, too. They're just older. I used to love that show in high school. I was so, so hooked on that show f- yeah. in the original days. Yeah. And it's a cute show now that they're older. They look nothing the same. They've had a lot of work done, which is kind of distracting. <laughs> but it's still like the same character, so I just try to look past the all of it. <laughs> <laughs> So. that's funny i used to love a good carrie bradshaw i know fix. yeah you know. yeah totally hooked on that one okay we're gonna do some like rapid fire okay. questions just some fun ones pineapple on pizza yes or no absolutely oh you're team pineapple uh are you an early bird or a night owl uh it depends uh especially with all night shift, i'm all over the place <laughs> but i do usually like to get up early and get the day started and be in bed by like nine or ten o'clock okay. more of an early bird uh country music yes or no Hundred <laughs> percent. Like, I know that's. What it's I don't listen to it all the time, but like, if I get in a country a country mode, it'll be like three weeks of straight country. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I've been at several training sessions with Carly and Pat that take over the playlist, yeah. and we're working out to country. So music. We'll be like, "Can we play country today?" <laughs> then you're like, "Fine." Fine. Yeah. Uh, beer or wine? That depends with steak or like just chilling mm-hmm. wine, but like patio drinks, definitely beer. Okay. So both. Yes. Yes. Uh, chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Chocolate. Uh, salty or sweet? Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it's my weakness. The number one weakness. So yeah. That. Do you know what I was asking people the other day um, on the topic of ice cream? What's your favorite ice cream place in Saskatoon? What gets your like top vote? I like that uh, marble slab where they mix it all in and put it in those cones. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah that's What's good. yours? Uh, I'm not like a, ice cream's not like my favorite, favorite thing. I like Homestead. 
Oh yeah. Where they like make it from scratch and they always have like different weird flavors and stuff. But where, where I live and where we are right now is very close to Chardon ice cream, which is a big fave. It's like 400 meters from my yeah. house, so, which is like a little too tempting all summer. Cause it's like right through the park. It's right there. Totally. The line is always so long though. I remember I tried to go last summer. I rode my bike from Stonebridge there and then <laughs> the line was so long and I turned around and went home. Uh, <laughs> it is a very popular place. Although I, I don't mean to like say bad things about a local business, but a couple summers ago, two times I got sick after having ice cream at Chardon. No way. And uh, I was like, you know, maybe the ice cream machine that's in a hut in a parking lot isn't the cleanest thing. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Sitting out there in the sun all day, this little like shack in a parking lot. Eh, Maybe. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) They're very cute, the couple that owns that place. Yeah. It's this retired couple. Char and Dawn. Charlene and Dawn, that's their name. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Apparently, I've been there way too much to, <laughs> to know that. Yeah. Okay, last question. Why do you make CrossFit part of your life? Like, big picture. Like, I've been doing it for 10 years now, and it's it's just part of my routine. It's the community. It's my friends. Like, 90% of my friends go to our gym. And, um, like, no matter what time of day you go to a class, you're never going to have a bad time. Mm-hmm. Um, there can be, like, three people in a class. There can be 15, and it's, like, everyone gets along. Same goals. Just go in there, sweat, have fun, and uh, that's the best thing. Yeah. And even, like, if you're having a really, really shitty day and you show up, it's like you forget. I I think I've come to Brio maybe 10, 20 times crying before over, like, you know, work or whatever, and it's like I walk in, and I'm like, guys, I had a really bad day, and then all of a sudden I'm just, like... it forget about it yeah the tribe you need your people yeah exactly yeah cool well it's been fun chatting with you thanks for being here thanks for your time yeah thanks for having me see you in the next one